do you ever have one of those days where you wake up and you feel like everybody got up on the wrong side of the bed? Like everyone is having a bad attitude. Nobody is getting along. You're irritated. The kids are fighting. Your spouse is frustrated. And you just look around your house and you start to notice everything that's wrong, everything that's out of place. Nothing seems to be going right, and it just continues into a downward spiral. You feel like hiding in your closet. You maybe want to just like jump in the car and head to Target or Chick-fil-A or Starbucks just to escape the mad chaos happening in your house. Maybe you're wondering if that's just normal every day for you to feel in this state of chaos. And I'm here today to bring you good news. I'm going to share with you eight ways that you can reset bad attitudes in your family and set yourself up for success. I call this the family reset. Sometimes we get in a bit of a funk and we just need a reset. And I thought right before the holidays, what better of an episode to come out to just help remember why we celebrate the season, but also to just help you set yourself up for success in case this happens in the future and you are just feeling so stressed about all the bad attitudes. So if you are ready, let's get right into today's episode. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, Mama. Welcome back to the show. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I hope that you are having the best day. I know that this week is a busy week with the holidays approaching, and I just want you to feel like you can reset bad attitudes anytime that you need to. Maybe this week is a great week and everybody is having an awesome week. And maybe next week when everything starts, you know, all the novelty fades away, maybe you're going to save this in your back pocket for later. But I have been experiencing this in my family, this bad attitude funk. All of us are irritable. All of us are having bad days, and I don't like it. And so I sat down probably like a week or two ago, and I wrote out how I could do a family reset. And honestly, I did this for myself. I wasn't even thinking of doing this for a podcast. I just thought, I need this so badly. What can I do to really help refocus and re-energize 
the attitudes in my family. I want to strengthen our family dynamic and I want everyone to be in a better mood with higher spirits. So I'm so pumped to get into today's episode, but before we do, I would love to take a quick minute and introduce myself. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering, which is an in-person and online community dedicated to supporting and educating mom photographers. So my goal is really to help you step into that role as CEO in your motherhood and your business and own the fact that you can do both and you can do them well at the same time without losing your sanity or sacrificing time with your family. So in addition to this podcast, I also offer one-on-one coaching and I host a group coaching program called the Side Hustler to CEO, which is a six-month program for mom photographers who are ready to take their business to a more serious level and they want to start creating sustainable income and profit for their family. So if you're interested in learning more about that program or my one-on-one coaching, head on over to my website at thepurposegathering.com. Okay, but let's jump into today's episode. I cannot wait for us to get into the nitty gritty of these eight ways to reset bad attitudes in your family. Okay, number one, is to create a solid morning routine for yourself. Okay, this is the most important part, which is why I put it as number one. The very first thing that I decided to do when I noticed things were going crazy in my home was I had to check in with my self-care. Was I taking care of myself first? And the answer was no. I needed a solid morning routine where I was getting done the things I wanted to get done before my kiddos woke up. And so that's where I started. I also made one simple change in my morning routine, and that was to charge my cell phone in a different room. This is huge because when I wake up without a screen and when I go to bed without a screen, I have much more clarity on what I want to accomplish in my morning and evening routine. So that is absolutely key. Make sure that when you are resetting those bad attitudes, you start with yourself first, because it's important that you as mom feel regulated, feel less irritable, and can handle other people's bad attitudes so much better when you yourself are taken care of. Okay, number two is to create a morning routine with your kiddos. So now if you're listening to this and your kiddos are in school, this is going to be crucial, but also a little bit harder. And so take what I'm about to say and just shorten it. So for me and my family, we homeschool. So my kids and I have more time together. And so what I like to do is I wake up in the morning and I prepare them breakfast. Now my kids have different wake up schedules. So my son is usually awake first and my daughter usually wakes up much later. So what I've decided is to make breakfast for all of us, but my son and I will eat breakfast together because we wake up early and we're hungry. And then he and I will have special time together. And then when my daughter wakes up, she'll eat her breakfast. And then she and I will have special time together. And special time is just 10 minutes of one-on-one attention, doing whatever it is that they choose to do. Then when I've had time to spend with them, 
individually, we do together time. So I have them each grab three of their favorite books, bring them to the couch, and I alternate between reading a book from Scarlett and a book from Jaden. And we just sit and read. And there's just something about spending that special time and that together time together that sets just the day off for success. So but for those of you that don't have a lot of time in the morning, think about doing this in the evening. So maybe when your kiddos come home from school, this is when you do this. So you would do like snack time, and then you would do individual time with your kiddos. So maybe while one of them is working on homework, you go have that one on one time with the other. And then do that same thing, come together and read books or go play catch at the park as a, as a family, and find ways and pockets of time that you can spend one on one and together as a group with your kids doing something that they love to do. I am telling you, when you give your kiddos the attention that they need in a positive way, they are so much more compliant. And I notice when I fail to do this because I have crammed our schedules way too full, or I have, you know, been focusing too much on work and I haven't been prioritizing this special time I can tell the bad attitudes are way worse and they are way more frequent. So number two is to create more of that connection time together. Okay, number three is to seek to understand your child. I feel like there is something so simple about that statement that we fail to miss. As parents, we are so wrapped up in what we have to do that we become drill sergeants, right? We are so much more concerned with correcting our children than we are with connecting with them. And so that obviously creates a bad attitude. So if you put your kiddos in, if you put yourself, excuse me, in your kiddos shoes and imagine what it is like to be them, to have this authority figure who is always telling you what to do and what not to do. And you just constantly feel like you're on a battlefield, right? You're like, gosh, what am I going to do wrong next? (laughs) Like, is mom going to get all over me about this? So if we are able to put ourselves in their shoes and see from their perspective what's happening and what we are asking of them, it makes a lot more sense as to why they don't always listen when we speak right away. And so it's really important that you ask clarifying questions, that you ask you know, hey, what are you um, interested in right now that's making it really hard for you to listen to me? Or, oh, hey, can you show me what you're building with your Legos? That seems really exciting. And if you just take 20 seconds to see what they're building and show a little interest in what they're doing, they will be more likely to transition into coming down for dinner or hopping in the bath or brushing their teeth or whatever the case may be. We just need to take time to understand things from their perspective. I think this also helps us be more patient with one another. And when I'm giving you these eight ways to reset bad attitudes, this works with your husbands as well, okay? Because I used to get really irritated with my husband for he when he goes to sleep at night, he t- puts his shirt over top of our noise machine. And every morning when I would go to like make the bed, I would see his shirt like thrown on the nightstand. And my initial thought was like, oh my gosh, he's so lazy. Like, why'd he do that? 
But then when I asked him, like, why is your shirt always on the noise machine? He said there's an annoying light that, like, is so bright when he tries to sleep. So he puts his shirt over it so that it doesn't illuminate and like make it hard for him to sleep. And it's something so silly like that. But now that I understand why he does that, it doesn't bother me anymore. Because it's his side. It's his stuff. You know what I mean? But like at first, it would bother me. And now I'm just like, no, that's like his deal. That works for him. That's fine. So seeking to understand the reason why someone does something gives us way more patience. And so I think it's really important that we take the time to do that. Okay, number four is to give more control and to say yes more often. If you've listened to the podcast for any length of time here, you've probably heard me talk about this a lot, that kids need positive attention and they also need positive control. And so when your kiddos are being really defiant and they are just not listening, that means that they are crying for more more control. And to give positive control, you can use something simple like choices, giving your child choices of like, you want the red cup or do you want the blue cup? Do you want to take your bath before dinner or after dinner? Giving those choices helps kiddos feel like they are in control. And that is really important for kids to feel like they have a say in their day. I mean, again, going back to seeking to understand, put yourself in their shoes. Like, how would you feel if you had to follow a strict set of rules all the time and you couldn't just be who you were? Now, of course, I'm saying, not saying like it's a free for all. There's rules, there's boundaries, there's expectations. But as often as you can, give your child the choice of how they get the task done. And then say yes as often as possible. So This is really hard, but once you get into the rhythm of this, it's really easy to see things from your kid's perspective and say, okay, you know what? This is a bit inconvenient for me, but I see that this is so important for you. And so, you know, we can't do that right now, but here's when we can. And so you're not saying no, never. You're just saying no, not right now. Here's the best time we can do that. Or you can help allow your kids to kind of vision cast with you. So if your kids, you know, says, hey, I really want to have a cookie bake sale. Can we do that right now? You know, of course, you're thinking, no, we can't do that right now. But instead of shooting down their idea, ask them questions. Oh, my goodness, that sounds like a great idea. What kind of cookies do you have in mind? Where would you set up the table? How much money do you think it would cost to buy the supplies? Oh, do you want to get a piece of paper and you want to start writing this out? And then eventually they're going to see that it takes more time to do the thing than just, oh, yeah, you're right. More goes into this than just let's go, you know, sell cookies at the park. So allowing your kiddos control and to have a say in what happens is going to be so impactful. This leads us perfectly into number five, which is to allow kids to have a say in the schedule. So on Sundays is a really great day to plan out the week. Ask your kiddos what they want to do this week. Give them some different options if they're having a hard time coming up with something or give them some parameters if they are coming up with wild ideas like let's drive to Disneyland tomorrow. Um, I live in Arizona, so that actually is possible for us. (laughs) But 
This is so important because again, it's giving your child control over what's happening. So I'll usually ask my kiddos like, hey, are there any friends that you would like me to schedule play dates with? Is there anywhere that you would like to go that has been on your mind or that you've thought about? What about like field trip ideas that we can do? I mean, for us, we homeschool, so we have more time for this, but you can do field trips as a family as well. You can do like after school field trips, you can do on the weekends. This is so important because it allows your kiddos to even practice what it is like to be an adult. Because when you're an adult, you have to think of these things in advance, right? They have to kind of become the cruise ship director, right? Of like, what are you going to, what are we going to do? So you don't always have to be in charge of coming up with the family outing ideas. Give your kiddos the control and the support in order to find these really fun ideas and activities. Okay, number six is to shift your perspective to gratitude. So this is something that we used to do and we've fallen out of the habit of it. And it's something that I really want to get back to. And essentially what we do is we have each kiddo has a joy jar and I printed out little strips of paper that said, today I found joy when dot, dot, dot. And then they're able to, every night before bed, write down one thing that they found joy in the day from. And then at the, at the end of the week, or at the beginning of the week, however you plan to do this, you read your joy jar with each other. And so it really helps you be on the lookout for that joy because you're like, oh, tonight I'm going to have to write something. So I need to think about where, like, what do I want to write about? And sometimes my kiddos have so many things to write about that they have to flip it over and write on the back. And so this is just something that I feel like really helps shift those bad attitudes because then you can really think about what went well today. Like instead of focusing on what didn't go well, what went well today? Another thing that we like to do at the dinner table that we've gotten away from, but again, this reset is as much for me as it is for you, is we used to play the rosebud thorn game. And so basically your rose is your favorite part of the day, your bud is something that you're looking forward to tomorrow, and your thorn is something that you either need help with, support with, or that didn't go well that day. And so you take turns and you go around the table and as a family, each answer that question. And that again, just really helps you see, you know, how the day was perceived from other people's perspective. And it gives you that patience and that understanding to really empathize with them. Okay, number seven is to get outside more often. It sometimes all it takes is to walk to the park or hop in the car and drive to a park, or get on your bikes or your rollerblades and just go around the neighborhood. Go on a little spontaneous nature hike. Go on a flashlight hike at night with your family after dinner or something like that. Just get outside of the house and allow your kiddos to experience life outside. There is something naturally therapeutic about being outside in God's nature that really helps lift moods and spirits. So sometimes when my son is having a difficult time, I will ask him to go outside and play. I'll say, hey, I think that now would be a great time to go shoot some hoops. I'll be out there and I'll come shoot with you in like five minutes. And 
sometimes I really do not want to go out there with him. Like I am in a horrible mood, but I know that if I take five minutes to deep breathe and like have a little distance from him, and I know that he's going to be moving his body outside and like he's going to have a change of pace, like I know that this is exactly what we need. And so I just suck it up and do it. Like sometimes, honestly, that's what parenting is all about is like, you might not feel like you're in the mood to go read to your child after they just, you know, called you a name or stuck their tongue out at you or disrespected you or disobeyed you, right? We don't want to do that because we're human and we have sinful nature. And we're like, we we don't want to be kind to you when you were just so rude to me. But as the parent, that is exactly what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to show that grace to our kiddos, letting them know that we all make mistakes, but that we're there for them and we love them. And that our love is unconditional, just like God's love for us. And we are not going to withhold our love because of their disobedience. And so sometimes I really have to bite my tongue. I have to not say what I am thinking in my head because it's not kind, it's not uplifting, and it's not going to help the situation. So getting outside is perfect remedy for chaos in the family. Like, hey, all of us are in a really bad mood. We need to go move our bodies and do something. Sometimes we'll just put on music and do dance parties because there is something about moving your body that helps your brain regulate and go from, you know, fight or flight chaos to a regulated flow state. And so that's really important to get outside and move or just move your body in general. Okay. And last but certainly not least is to clarify expectations. So one way to reset bad attitudes is to make sure that your kiddo's and your spouse knows exactly what is expected. Because I feel like often lines of communication are blurred and we forget to clarify what we mean. And it's really important to have our kiddos repeat back what we say so that we know that they heard us. And to even take it a step further is to write down these expectations. If it's something like a morning routine or an evening routine or something that has a lot of steps to it, creating a visible checklist that you can laminate and, you know, check off with a whiteboard marker and reuse every single day. This is going to be huge. I think sometimes we as moms feel like everybody can process information at the same speed we can and to the same level of detail. And that's just not the case. And so it's really important that everybody knows what's expected and that it's age appropriate. Oh, how are you feeling, mama? I feel like I gave you so many different strategies to reset these bad attitudes. So I want to go back through and revisit them one last time. Number one, create or rearrange your morning routine and make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Number two, create a morning routine with your kids that includes connection Or this can be an after-school routine where you have one-on-one connection time with your kiddos and also together time. Number three, seek to understand. This will help increase patience and empathy so much when you understand your child and your spouse. All of these apply to both. Number four is to give more control and say yes more often. 
Number five, allow your kiddos to have a say in the schedule. Number six, shift your perspective to gratitude. Number seven, get outside more often and move your body. And number eight, clarify expectations. I am so interested to hear how this family reset helps shift the mood in your home and hopefully eliminates some of these bad attitudes. If you found value in today's episode, I would highly appreciate it if you would take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. And also if you could leave me a review on iTunes, that would be incredible. I know that iTunes pushes out my podcast to more mamas just like you when my show has higher ratings. So thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait until next time. And as always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.